morning. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Good morning. Oh, man, it is truly a uh, blessing and an honor to be here uh, with you at North Point. Uh, can you give it up for our uh, praise team and uh, who did an amazing job this morning, the praise band? Uh, they are absolutely amazing. Uh, my name is uh, Prophet. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. Uh, but I got to know Eric uh, while we were attending OBU uh, together. Uh, and uh, we were in ministry classes together and uh, preaching classes together. And, uh, and he was a great preacher then and an even better preacher now. As y'all, uh, I don't have to tell y'all that. So uh, I think it's amazing that uh, what you all are doing with the sabbatical, just uh, a blessing for him and his family to be able to get that rest he needs before he comes back. And so I'm, I'm grateful to him. Um, he wanted me to do a little bit uh, this morning in terms of talking about kind of what it is that I get to do. I get to work with Oklahoma Baptist. I uh, work as the Young Adult Discipleship Partner uh, for, for Oklahoma Baptist and just recently added in men's ministry. I guess I, had, I didn't have enough to do. Uh, they added in men's ministry as well. Uh, and so I'll be helping with the men's retreat in April. Uh, but I work with the Young Adult Discipleship Partners. I work alongside of uh, Doug Matlock, who does Sunday school, and uh, Bob Mayfield's uh, position, and uh, the small groups. also work with T. Uh, T does evangelism. If you haven't heard T, T's an amazing young man. But I, I, I work under Alan Quigley, and what I get to do is go out to churches and help them and equip them uh, with reaching young adults in their context, uh, or also helping to uh, disciple young adults as well. And so uh, truly blessed in that endeavor. Uh, but when you all give to the cooperative program, uh, you're blessing not only me, but others like me uh, across this nation, uh, across the state. When you think about, about it, you break it down in, uh, in the, to a dollar in terms of the, the cooperative program and how you're giving, how it helps out nationally, but also helps out within Oklahoma. Uh, you break that dollar into 43 cents uh, for what it goes to uh, nationally, uh, that's going to be helping out uh, those in IMB and the International Mission Boards, uh, 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 NAM, uh, the North American Mission Board. You're also going to be helping out seminaries as well. Uh, then more of that money, that 42% is going to be going toward uh, things within the state. Uh, you talk about Baptist Collegiate Ministries, BCM work. I was able to do that before I took this role as well. Uh, church relations and church resources, uh, that's where I am now. And so um, uh, that, that money is continuing to be used. But then also uh, within our um, aff uh, aff affiliations, about 15% of that is going to be going to, uh, part of that is going to be going to OBU and other places like Oklahoma Baptist Homes for Children and uh, Baptist Villages and Water's Edge. And so uh, you're getting uh, the bang for your buck when you give to the cooperative program. So I just want to say thank you so much for, for how you all uh, are supporting uh, in that endeavor as well. So my beautiful wife is here. Uh, we've been married for about 14 years. Uh, her name is uh, Nicole. I have three kids. Uh, they are nine, eight, and six. And so uh, they're with their grandparents. Uh, somebody say, thank, thank you, Lord, for grandparents. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for grandparents, but uh, they're, 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 they're cool. They're truly uh, a blessing. So Prophet is a nickname. It's not a title. Uh, thank you uh, for fixing that. Uh, Prophet, <laughs> if it was a title, uh, my bracket would be looking a lot better, and fantasy football would be going a lot better if it was a... <laughs> <laughs> if it was a title. Um, but I come from a large family. I have five brothers and five sisters. Um, my... Uh, my dad's name is Bertrand. His mother's name is Bertha May. And so he just took that and ran with it. All my brothers and sisters, our names are Bert something. 
And so mine is really Bartholomew. Prophet is just a nickname. And so my dad pastored a church in Tulsa for about uh, 38 years. And there used to be this ongoing joke. Uh, so let me give you all our names. Uh, it goes Bertresa, Bertrand, Junior, Bertrain, uh, Bert Theophilus. Um, you can see uh, Bert Theophilus, uh, Bertrand, uh, Bertoinette, uh, Bartholomew, Bertrina, Bertabatha, Bertrick, and Berthaddeus. And so it's 11 of us. And so there used to be this ongoing joke that if they had one more kid, they had to name him Bert Control. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's messed up, man. Yeah, y'all got a little kick out of that. <laughs> oh, man. But we're going to be talking about prune. Uh, we're going to be talking about prune uh, this, for this month. And I hope you bear with me as I get to know you guys and you all get to know me as well uh, for these next couple of weeks. And uh, Lord willing, we'll have our kids here as well um, for these next couple of weeks. And so we're going to be talking firstly about worrying today. Uh, obviously, worrying is, it is prevalent in our society today. Uh, even among believers, there uh, is more than enough to be worried about, as y'all know. There's, there's a ton. Uh, according to the phobias list, there are are more than 500 uh, phobias uh, listed um, online. You can check them out, but they go from your, your typical to your bizarre, your typical uh, type of, um, of uh, what do you see, uh, phobias you'll see. Y'all remember Fear Factor? And so in the Fear Factor, you'll see kind of some of, of how uh, they, they would uh, try to scare people out of their fears or into uh, taking uh, ownership of their fears. But some of those typical fears are being afraid of heights and public speaking. And uh, you're talking about flying, uh, snakes. Uh, raise your hand when, when, when I hit your list. Uh, heights, anybody afraid of heights or public speaking, uh, snakes, go ahead, hit your, yeah, there you go, I see, uh, germs, uh, needles, blood, <laughs> uh, 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 clowns, uh, I see more hands on clowns, uh, death, you know, yeah, uh, but then uh, spiders for some people, yeah, arach arachnophobia, I remember that movie, arachnophobia, oh, that was such a good movie, man, uh, uh, in Oklahoma, uh, there was a, uh, in Oklahoma, there, there's a, uh, well, you may have this fear, and it's a lapsophobia. It is a fear of tornadoes and hurricanes and all that stuff. You, you may have that. And so it's these typical fears that we'll see. But then also there's some funny fears that I saw. Maybe you have a fear of cooking uh, as well. Uh, there you go. Let's see some hands. Uh, uh, fear of knees. There's a fear of knees. Some people have that. Uh, but then also there's a cacophobia. I thought that was hilarious. A fear of ugliness. Uh, I didn't know if it was a fear that, that if the person's ugly or that you're fearful that I'm going to run into ugly on the street. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's cyberphobia. There's a fear of computers. There's uh, nomophobia. I think some teens probably have this one. Uh, a fear of being without your cell phone. Right? Uh, and then there is uh, philophobia, uh, the fear of love, that you're just going to be in Target one day and love is just going to beat you up and find you. <laughs> uh, but then there's also, uh, uh, there's some other names that's going to be long. I, I, I'm going to tear this one up. It's um, arachabudarophobia. And it's the fear of peanut butter getting stuck to the roof of your mouth. Anybody got that one? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and then this last one is just wrong. I don't know who made this last one. It is hippopotamostral equipodalophobia. It's fear of long words. 
Who does that? Who would do that? That's just evil. Whoever the person is who made that is just, just wrong. Uh, but, um, but, but what are you afraid of? What, what is the fear? What is the thing that uh, is, is holding you down or holding you back? There are uh, said to be some 366 uh, verses in the Bible that cautions us to, from worrying and from fear and being fearful. Uh, this means that if we break that up, that, uh, that's a verse a day uh, for a whole year and even leap years that we can take uh, the word of God uh, to, to in, into account. Uh, but surprisingly, in the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus speaks more about worrying than he does about lust, than he does about murder, than he does about lying. Not saying that uh, uh, worrying is more important, but it is also saying that worrying is important to God. Why is Jesus speaking about worrying in the Sermon on the Mount? I I believe it's because worrying is lose-lose. Worrying is lose-lose because it looks bad on God and it looks bad on us, right? And and so worrying is wrong because it, it, it denies the love it denies the power, it denies the love, the wisdom, and the power of God. It denies the, the, the love of God by, by implying that God doesn't care about us enough. It, it denies the wisdom of God by saying that God doesn't, uh, doesn't know what he's doing. It denies the power of God by saying that God isn't able to take care of our needs. We have to ask that question, what are we saying about God when we worry? What, what are we saying about our faith? When we worry. And so our current series is just on prune. And so we're, we're wanting to go this uh, today uh, and, and, and trying to go from worrying to trusting that the fact that Jesus saves us, uh, uh, Jesus gives us reasons uh, to have faith uh, over, over fear. So in Matthew chapter 6, and we'll be looking at verses uh, 25 to, to 34, and it says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. By what you eat or what you drink or your body or what you wear or put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And and which of you by worrying or by being anxious can add a single hour to the span of life? And, and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today and alive, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, uh, or shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles." 
Jesus, this message, he's giving, he's preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, the audience that is listening to this this group, to to this message, uh, needs to hear this message. He's preaching to uh, those who are first century Jews, uh, uh, fishermen and carpenters and servants uh, and shepherds. Uh, These are kind of your middle class, your blue collar, your common folk that he's preaching to, and Jesus is speaking to this audience that simply, they really know what what it's like uh, to worry. They know what it means to worry, that, uh, who know what it's like to, to miss a payment or to, to live paycheck to paycheck, to, uh, to, to be burdened by the government with heavy taxation or to miss out on some things that uh, uh, because things are tight. They, they know what it's like. And into these people, Jesus is saying, don't worry. Saying to them, don't worry. And as he's saying it to them, he's also saying it to us today, uh, uh, don't worry. But, but you say, no, there's so much happening in our world today to be anxious about. But Jesus is saying, don't worry. Jesus is saying, don't worry because you have a father who cares. Amen, somebody. You, you have a father who cares. Listen, Jesus gives us three things not to worry about. He says, don't worry about food. Don't worry about clothing. Don't worry about tomorrow. And here's the thing. If you are a professional warrior, you're, you're saying, hey, there, hey, the thing that I worry about is not up there. Therefore, I get to hold on to the thing that I worry about. I get to continue to worry about the thing that I worry about. And, and here's the thing. Check out verse 25. Verse 25 says to cover everything. And he says, and don't worry about your life. That covers everything. Your family, your loved ones, your, 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 your past, your present, your future. Don't worry about your life. But no matter where we are in our life, there seems to be so much to worry about. No, no matter what time span we are in our life, there always seems to be something to worry about. Even with the next generation, Generation Z, in the book Gen Z, uh, it talks about there's three worries that this next generation is, is worrying about. And, and one of those worries is, 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 a, is a fear of failure, with future success, worry about not making enough money or even larger societal issues. Tim Elmore calls them the most anxious generation. And here's the thing, I, I don't blame them because of so much stuff has happened. But here's the thing, the message also applies to them today, and he's saying, Jesus is saying to them and to us all, don't worry. Jesus gives us two downsides to worrying. Here, here are two downsides to worry. Verse 27, you can see it. And he said, which of you by worrying uh, or by being anxious can add a single hour uh, uh, to his span of life? In other words, what Jesus is saying first off, he's saying worrying is worthless. Worrying is worthless. He, some, some translations may say height, uh, but the point that's being made is that worrying doesn't help at all. It it, it does, it's a waste. It doesn't add any value to your life. And even worse, some medical researchers have discovered that some people can worry themselves into sickness. I have an older brother who came to watch me run track at state one day, and I come back from my race, and I come back to the stands, and in the stands, uh, there uh, is a a puddle of of vomit on the ground. And I'm just like, ugh, what's this? And they told me, man, your brother was worried about you racing. I was like, what? (laughs) So he throws up. I'm the one who has to run. (laughs) 
We can worry ourselves into sickness. Uh, the quote says, ulcers may not be caused by what you've been eating, but by what's been eating you. But one of the worst parts of worrying to me, and maybe you, you, you have your own, uh, one of the worst parts of me is, is worrying myself, working myself into this, into this big ball of worry and it not be as bad as I thought it was going to be. It is not as bad. And so, and so, therefore, I missed out on family events. I missed out on things that I like to do. I wasn't grumpy. I wasn't happy. All because, I, I, all because of worry. Worry is, worry is a thief. It steals our joy. It makes us focus on one thing. It is a thief. Uh, somebody said, worrying is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. <laughs> I, I love this major, uh, major league baseball player, this te- Texas Ranger. Uh, don't hold it against him, what, what he says, because he's, or, because he's a Texas Ranger uh, major, uh, baseball player. But he says, he says, ain't no sense in worrying about things that you have control over, because if you have control over it, ain't no sense in worrying. But then he also says, ain't no sense in worrying about things that you don't have control over. Because if you don't have control over it, ain't no sense in worrying. Verse 30, Jesus says, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is here of alive to, to, uh, alive and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not, he will not much more clothe you, oh, you of little faith. Verse 30, he said, and then he's basically saying, worrying is faithless. There's no faith. Oh, ye of little faith. In, in the Gospels, Jesus was, was, was surprised by two types of faith or, or recognized two types of great faith. Great faith and weak faith or little faith. When we worry about things, we, we really reveal how little our faith is. Worry is choosing fear over faith. The Scripture reminds us that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. The, the, the core of worry is really fear. That wor- worry is not from God. It, it's from the devil. The, the devil, and we know he is a liar. He's a deceiver. And John chapter 8, 44 reminds us that he is the father of lies. Uh, uh, and and what, 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 what happens is ungodly fear lies to us. Because, because uh, of course, uh, it, 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 can't, it can't get any worse than this. That of course, it, it's the end of the world. Of, of course, you, you can't come back from this. Of course. Worrying is a lie that's built on lies that are designed to rob you of your peace and to tear our minds into pieces. Worry wants our mind for itself. It doesn't want to share with joy, doesn't want to share with happiness, doesn't want to share with faith. <laughs> What I've learned is that worrying is calculating without adding God into the equation. <laughs> we, we haven't added in X. There, there was a woman who went to her pastor and said to the pastor, Pastor, should I tell God the little things and the big things are just the big things? The pastor said, you should tell them both because to God, all things are small. To us, we have different sizes of our problems, but all of our problems to God are small. And so today, Jesus is saying there is a solution to our worrying. So he gives us four biblical pills, real quick, four biblical pills to take to help us with our worrying. Verse 25, he tells us, take heart knowing that life is more valuable than these things. 
Take heart knowing life is more valuable than these things. Verse 25 says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor your body, what you will wear or put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Verse 25 begins with therefore, so therefore connects verses 19 to 24 to verses 25 to 34. It's it's a connection. uh, Verse 25 uh, leads us into next logical conclusion that Jesus is thinking through. Uh, But verses 19 to 24, really, Jesus' point there is really saying that that, that there's more to life than what meets the eye. There's more to life than what we see. There's more to life. So he says, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and vermin can destroy and where thieves can break in. But he says, store for yourself treasures in heaven where those things can't get to. Jesus is saying that, hey, there is an afterlife, but there's also, there's more to life than this stuff, than these things. In verses 25 to to verses 34, notice what he said. Jesus shows us that there are two types of seekers in this world. Verses 25 to 34, he shows us there's two types of seekers in the world. He says, firstly, there is the seekers like the Gentiles. For the the Gentiles seek after these things. They're temporary things. The clothes they wear in this time and day were, were easy, a separation. You can see the separation between them and the poor. Uh, but also the food they ate was simply an easy separation between uh, them and the poor. Uh, it, it defined their status. And here's the thing. Not much has changed. You check, check out Instagram. You, you can see not much has really changed. But here's a question for us. Are we adding unnecessary pressures and unrealistic goals of the world on our shoulders? Are we keeping up with the Joneses? Do we have a timeline or a goal uh, 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 or things that, that, that are, are materialistic? We may need to ask ourselves why. What, what's our motivation behind this? We, we should be careful uh, of adding more pressures upon ourselves because uh, we, 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 it may cause unnecessary worry and anxiety. So I thank God, uh, with a large family, uh, as you see that I had, uh, I thank God we, we, we didn't have much. I, I got a lot of hand-me-downs. I had older brothers and older sisters, and sometimes I got both hand-me-downs. You just got to wear it like it's yours. You got to own it. You got your sister's jeans on you, but you got to own it, man. <laughs> but I got hand-me-downs, man, and we, and we got leftovers a lot of the time, you know. And, um, and sometimes we, we were so poor, we, we would eat a, a cereal with a fork just to save the milk, you know. I'm joking. We, we weren't there for it. <laughs> but honestly, what I'm just saying is that we, we had what mattered. We, we had what mattered. We didn't know we were poor. We, we had love. We had, we had all that we needed. We had love. We had care. We had concern for each other. I didn't even know I was poor until, until I got older. I said, oh, I guess like we were. <laughs> there, there was a couple who, who uh, uh, that were, was, went to mar- marital counseling, and they were having problems in their marriage with each other. They were bumping heads, and they were telling the counselor, like, we, we don't understand. We have nice house, uh, nice cars, uh, uh, kids are in great schools, and, and 401k, all that stuff, but we're still bumping, bumping heads. We're, we're, we're not getting along. The counselor says, well, it's good to have all the things that money can buy, granted that you don't lose the things that money cannot buy. 
don't lose the stuff that money cannot buy. Then he says, there are seekers of the kingdom of God, verse 33, and, and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. When, when, when we realize that life is more than these things, we, we, begin, to, uh, uh, we, we begin to advance the kingdom of God. Uh, advancing the kingdom of God becomes a part of our priority because we understand that, uh, that, that what's, what's really important to us, that we change our pursuits, that it's not only about getting things, but it's also about seeking the kingdom of God. What types of seekers do our coworkers see? What types of seekers do our children, our grandchildren see? What, kind, what types of seekers do our neighbors see? Secondly, he says, take heart knowing that you are more valuable than these things. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They neither soar nor reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father knows uh, and Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable of value than they? You're more valuable than the, the, than the lily of the field and the birds of the air, Right? He, he says Solomon, all of his splendor, uh, could, couldn't, couldn't match their drip. <laughs> says Solomon, and all his splendor couldn't match their swag. If y'all don't know what that means, ask your, your kids or your grandchildren. <laughs> Yet they're here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow. If God takes care of them, how much more will he take care of you? I honestly think this is the closest that Jesus came to saying, duh, like duh. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know, he probably didn't say it, but I would have said it. <laughs> Possibly the closest, but, but listen, we, we need to understand our position in creation. Psalm 8, verse 4 through 8, if you don't have this one, put it down. He says, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands and put everything under their feet. Then he goes into various types of animals that he's made. But if God has placed animals under us and takes care of them, how much more will he take care of us? Duh. Right? Not, not, not saying that those things are, are not important, those animals are not important, so please don't call Peter on me. Uh, they're important, but they're not as valuable to God than we are. Jesus came down from heaven to earth to save you. Know your position in creation. He rose from the third, on the third day for you. Know your position in creation. You're valuable to God. You are valuable to God. Thirdly, he says, take heart knowing that our heavenly father knows and provides our needs. Verse 30 says, will he not much more clothe you? Verse 32 says, your heavenly father knows that you need them all. God is aware of what we need. And really to say that he can provide our need is really an understatement. He, he, he can do exceedingly, verse uh, Ephesians 3 and 20, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or even think. He, he can go above what we need. Uh, Philippians 4, 19 says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory to, uh, through Christ Jesus. And so, so, so to be clear, God is he's wise enough, he, he's caring enough, and he's able to provide our needs. The issue is really with our faith. <laughs> it's really with us. Here are two questions, and, and we'll get to the last point. Two questions. H have you taken it to the Lord in prayer? Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. What a challenge to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, when my father was in the hospital, he passed away in 2018. But there were some years, about 18 years that he had been in the hospital for constantly over and over again for, for procedures. And there were times when they would roll him back into the emergency, to, to, the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the operating room, and we couldn't go back there. We couldn't get in, in there. But here's the thing. If we, if we got back there, what would we do? We would be in the way. Listen, there's only so far we can go. The, the rest of it, we're going to have to cast our cares upon the Lord. We're going to have to give that because there's only so far we can go. There's only so much we can do, but we have to cast our cares upon the Lord for he cares for us. I love the, the, the hymn that says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, covered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. My mom would say sometimes, either you're going to pray about it or you're going to worry about it. You're not going to do both at the same time. Second question, have you taken it to the Lord? Have you taken God at his word? Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man uh, that he should, he should has, uh, has he, should change his mind. Has he not said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill? it. God says what he means and he means what he says. Therefore, he does everything he says he will do. He, he, he is the God of truth. While Satan is the father of lies, we have a father who keeps his word. So now our, our anxiety decreases as our understanding of our father increases. Our anxiety decreases as our understanding of our Father increases. We, we must understand that, we, that, that God has our best interest at heart. He is not some Robin Williams, some Will Smith genie that grants us every desire, but he is a sovereign Father who's trying to develop within us patience, perseverance, and trust. Lastly, he says, Take it one day at a time. Verse 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. All he's, he's really saying, all we truly have is today. All we really truly, truly have, just Jesus is making this point that, that we ought to focus on today and these troubles be present. T tomorrow is not promised to us. Take it one day at a time. James even reminds us as well, he, he says uh, that tomorrow's not promised, that we shouldn't speak to, about tomorrow arrogantly, uh, <laughs> but, but to say if the Lord wills it. 
Today is called the present because it is a present from God. And we ought to focus on these issues today that are at hand. But then the other part of that, he says, think, not worry. I like that. So, 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 some of you all don't have a choice about your future uh, and thinking about your future uh, with your job or with college or with family plans. Some of you don't have a choice to think about tomorrow and next quarter and next year. You, you don't have a choice. But notice what I said. You don't have a choice to think about, not worry about. Some of us, to some of us, worrying is synonymous with thinking. But when we worry, sometimes we're doing anything but thinking. Every time I think, I, I don't worry, but there are times when I worry and I am not thinking. <laughs> so here's an idea for all of us. that When we think about the future, we think about our next plans, and when we begin to worry, come back to today. <laughs> it's too far. It's too much for us. Let us come back to today and, and, and think about those things here because obviously there's too much to be taken. Listen, as the band is coming up, we want to offer uh, this invitation today. So if you don't know Jesus Christ for yourself, uh, you have an opportunity today to get to know him. Listen, if you, if you don't know the Lord for yourself, if you don't 